Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we talk every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. My name is Steve. I'm your host. Joining me, as always, is the lovely Hannah. And this week, Hannah, I'll ask you a different question. And that is Merry Christmas. Is that a question? <laughs> no, it's not. I started that sentence and didn't realize where I was going. It's funny. I was just thinking about the fact that last week when we announced that we were doing The Frozen Ground, which is the movie that we watched this yes. week, you made a joke that because the word frozen in it is in it, that it must be a Christmas movie. And this yeah. is like the furthest thing from a Christmas is movie. Is this not a Christmas movie? <laughs> we'll get into it in a moment. You Are you telling me that a movie about Nick Cage, who plays a detective, who uncovers the truth behind a serial, serial rapist and yeah. murderer, you telling me that's not a Christmas it's, movie? Uh, Die Hard is more of a Christmas movie than this. I think that's pretty undisputed at this point. People go effing crazy when you say Die Hard is not, not a Christmas, a Christmas movie. movie. Oh my god, people go nuts. Anywho, what were we talking about? The Frozen Ground. I just talked about what Christmas. it's about. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> And Happy New Year. Yeah, that's coming up. We'll we'll be discussing another movie next year. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Crazy. Next year. Crazy. So Hannah will get us kicked off here for the last time in 2020. Good <laughs> with, riddance. With some uh, facts, figures, and numbers starting out usually. What do you got for us this week for The Frozen Ground? Frozen Ground came out in 2013, mm. I think. Yes. Yes. Released February 2013. Oh, early. It had a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. A 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not bad. A budget of 27.2 million. Hmm. And a box office Uh-oh. of 5.6. That's rough. Really, really rough. And that sucks. they didn't advertise this movie. Yeah. I don't remember seeing any ads for this. I wonder where the budget went. I wonder if it, the budget went to shooting on location. This movie takes place in Alaska. And it was filmed in Alaska. Um,. Very well could be. And likely the star power because it stars yeah. not only Nicholas Cage, but also John, John Cusack, Cusack and a, a rising star in Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Vanessa Ann Hudgens? <laughs> That's what she was known as in her high school musical oh, days. Really? I don't know oh, if you knew that. I, I guess did you not didn't. know that. No. Yeah, Vanessa Ann Hudgens. That's funny. Because I guess, you know, Vanessa Hudgens wasn't enough to... <laughs> distinguish her from all the other Vanessa Hudgenses out there. Well, I'm pretty sure there's a weird thing when it comes to the Screen Actors Guild, or SAG as they call it, where you can't have the same performing name as somebody else. So maybe there was another Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. Hudgens? Is that why Samuel L. Jackson is Samuel L. Jackson and yeah. not Samuel Jackson? And everybody just calls him Sam. He's Sam Jackson, but there was probably another Sam Jackson that's We've called him Sam Jackson on this podcast. <laughs> He's our old buddy. It's honestly disrespectful <laughs> is it <laughs> of us for us to just call him that i think i guess we don't i don't know, know personally. He, if he doesn't mind being called sam who cares it's fair it's like bob de niro everybody just calls him bob really yeah i mean but he cares he's one that cares sam jackson doesn't care from what i understand but bob de niro cares oh wait he wants people to call you bob or he wants people to call him bob or he, he doesn't want he doesn't want like the the normal Right. You he know, wants he pub- wants normies he to call him Robert. <laughs> yeah, got He it. wants normies. folks like you and me to call him Robert. Where were we're, we? We're normies. Uh, the Frozen Ground, 2013, 6.4 out of 10, <laughs> right. 61%. Okay, okay. 
a budget of 27.2 million box office 5.6 million so it was a bomb unfortunately yeah, it, it tanked and i say unfortunately because we actually liked this movie this was a good movie yeah really solid this movie was based on a true story about a serial killer named robert hansen in mm-hmm. anchorage alaska in the 80s who confessed to raping 30 women and murdering 21 plus <laughs> i believe in in the movie they say a few different numbers which didn't make sense to oh uh, really why they would do that mm-hmm. um so i after i like the most of the research i did for this podcast was to try to see how similar the true story was to the movie and i think okay. they did a really good job oh, of that's keeping great. it yeah with the exception of like some of the pimp scenarios which we'll get into okay possibly yeah i was um, i was kind of gonna gloss over that little subplot that's fine. But... like i didn't really see anything about that i mean that might have been a thing mm-hmm. but because obviously what i read about was more about the serial killer than the victim gotcha so this movie was directed by scott walker mm. And he wanted to make sure that this movie was filmed on location in Anchorage, Alaska, because um, this, you know, I guess I don't know about Robert Hansen because I was not alive in the 80s in Anchorage, Alaska. But I think if you were alive in the 80s in Anchorage, Alaska, you absolutely would have known about him because this was a huge deal. So I think that they wanted to make sure that they really did the story justice, um, you know, by filming on location and out of respect to the families um, who were affected by this and the real life um, survivors, uh, victims. Yeah, and I think it works too in terms of the storytelling. Yeah, um, you know, it because it's all likely real snow on the ground, yep. and so I have, I have some facts about that. Please, what a segue! So Scott Walker mm-hmm. chose to delay shooting for five months mm-hmm. um, until the early fall okay. because he wanted. So they were only going to film for twenty six days. So he wanted to film where there's no snow on the ground. And then it starts to get colder and colder. The ground becomes more frozen. Mm. <clears throat> and, <laughs> and then snow starts to fall, um, kind of like metaphorically, like building yeah. whatever suspense That's or great. whatever it is, emotion, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. They typically call that in movies. I'm pretty sure that's referred to as pathetic fallacy, correct? Yes. yes so like yes, when a yes. character is sad and it starts raining and you're like, all right, come on, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it was actually really effective. In I think movie. it worked really well. And especially because in Alaska, if you know anything about the geographic location, you would know that it is far enough north that in the winter, especially after daylight savings, they only get like three hours of daylight a day. Right. So by the end of filming, they reported that they only had like three and a half hours of sunlight to film. Mm, and most of the tough. most of the scenes are shot at night. Yeah. Or in the dark. That's even if true. it wasn't nighttime. Right, right. Cool. Um, let's I think see. that was a smart move by Scott Walker. I just looked him up while so you too. were talking about some He's of that from stuff. New Zealand. Is he? I think so. I, he had directed this in a short film. And that's it. Interesting. Yeah, and he had, and he's a writer who wrote this and something else. And yeah, I read it. something about him wanting to make a movie about a serial killer that hunted his victims, mm. and I guess whoever he was like collaborating with said, "Oh, like you know, why not? Like Hansen. Robert Hansen. Mm-hmm. He was like, who's that? And then I guess he found out about the story. He traveled to Alaska. Wow. He met with." Um, you know, all the real people mm-hmm. who existed yeah. Yeah. and uh, made the movie. So 
Robert Hansen, his name in the movie, played by John Cusack, is Robert Hansen. Mm. But the detective that Nicolas Cage plays in real life, his name was Detective Trooper Glenn Floth. Mm. And I guess they decided that name isn't great for it's the movie. It's not great. <laughs> so they changed it to Jack Halcom. Yeah. Yeah. Floth is not. Floth. Floth. Or Floth. I don't know how to pronounce Oof. it. F L O T H E. Ugh. Yeah. Really, really not a great name. Nah. When I first read it, I thought it was Froth. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Why didn't they go with that? But, and then yeah. I read it again and I noticed that the R was, in fact, an L. And I was like, <laughs> oh, now I understand. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I do get it. It's so unfortunate, he, you know, they should pay tribute to the guy who actually mm-hmm, caught this murder. Absolutely. <laughs> but Floth doesn't really work floth. on Floth. So, Detective uh, Jack Halcom. Halcom. Or Halcom. Yeah. Here I will spend a little bit of time talking about Robert Hansen. Mm. Um, but first, in relation to the movie, I thought this was pretty interesting. The house that John Cusack, as ro- playing Robert Hansen, lives in in the movie is actually the real house. Isn't that creepy That's as fuck? That's spooky. That Robert Hansen, like, raped his victims in. That's creepy. That basement. Yep. Real, like a real location. So that that must have been really traumatic. Yeah. For any surviving, well, there aren't that well, many surviving victims. And they the wouldn't families. have been on set, but they would have seen the movie. No, that's maybe. what I mean. Like yeah. to watch the movie. Yeah. Like Vanessa Hudgens' character. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I am so shocked that this movie isn't more successful. Right. Like after knowing that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's cool. probably it's because no one cares about Alaska. Like hate <laughs> to say it, but if you're from Alaska, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> The proposal is like the only other movie I can think of <laughs> that took place in Alaska. Yeah. So Robert Hansen, like I said, confessed to raping 30 women and murdering 21 plus. He was sentenced to 460 years plus life, so was never going to get out of jail. Mm. He spent the first part of his sentence in a high security federal prison in Pennsylvania. Oh. So they shipped him over there and then he moved back to Anchorage for the remainder of his sentence. He died at the age of 75 in a Anchorage hospital in the year 2014, which was the year after this movie came out, which I think is interesting. That's kind of, yeah. And he was known as the Butcher Baker. So he was a yeah, baker. Yeah, he was a baker. And that's portrayed in the movie as well. Yes. And that is real. And he had a family, like everything, uh, wow. all the facts that they share about him in the movie. Like they say that Nick has a really good scene where he's like kind of profiling the guy and he's and he's talking about how, mm-hmm. you know, he very likely has a stutter and he very likely has this type of personality and, and all of these things add up to it being Robert Hansen. Hmm. And exactly. And I like when I'm reading, you know, do, while doing my research about this man, you know, everything that Nick said, like matched up precisely with it. So like they really kept it close to, the, tr- to the true story. Yeah. Um, so Vanessa Hudgens' character... Vanessa Ann Hudgens? Yeah, she's known as Vanessa Hudgens in this movie. She is, yes. I think in 2006 when she started her career, she probably was known as Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Right. So, um, she plays a victim who survived, um, we'll obviously get into that, Mm -hmm. but Brie Larson auditioned for this role, Cindy is the Mm -hmm. name of the character. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently she overdid her audition scene so much that it scared the casting director and they could not cast her in the movie. I feel like that's a reason to cast her. I would think so, too. Well, I mean, it's not like Brie Larson didn't get her opportunity. She pl- her, she acted her 
brains out in Room, not mm, the Room, yeah, but room. room. That was an incredible movie and similar sort of feel. She's as she's yeah. being captured. Right. And, yeah. Whoa. So I would have loved I. I might like try and look for a tape of that because I'm really <laughs> curious what they mean by she overdid it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it got to a point where it was like too hokey almost. You yeah, know? it could be. Yeah. That's I've also crazy, heard she's though. difficult to work with. Yeah, but you know what? I, I feel like <laughs> because she's Captain Marvel now, like I've Disney and Marvel are so good at hiring like the right people now. They're, That's true. You know, they don't hire someone just because they're a big name actor. They hire someone... Because they're also a person who would go to like a children's hospital and yeah, like yeah, see yeah, sick yeah, kids yeah. and shit. Mm-hmm. So like I think I can't imagine she's like, like that, that difficult. Difficult. Yeah. I think I've just heard that she's like very confident. And I oh. know, and yeah, it's like, oh, oh, a woman can't be confident. God forbid, a confident woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know that like a lot of people have a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah, of course they do. They always will. Fuck that. I know. And let's get on to some information about Nick. Yeah. So this is not our first 2013 movie. This is not. So I don't, I'm not going to share any like behind the scenes information in terms of what he's going through in his life. Oh, okay. But But behind the scenes. did learn a few things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) First, Nick was offered the serial killer role. I kind of figured. But he thought that it would be more challenging to play a detective to prove that he can give a realistic performance. Okay, a few things. First of all, he's played a detective several times. (laughs) Never played a serial killer. Has he not? He will, I'm sure. He'll get that opportunity. (laughs) Second of all, I could definitely see him in the serial killer role. And I think he would have... Not doing as good of a job. I think he would have done great. But John Cusack in this role was... Unreal. Wow. Unreal. Was I, who saw that coming? Not I. Right. But And I, I do I get, just think back to last week when uh, I read that that interview with him mm-hmm. where he said that he's in on the joke that he oh, knows yeah. that people what people say about him. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is him turning the tables on everyone's perception or thinking that he's turning the tables on everyone's perception of him Mm. and saying, I'm in on the joke too. And look, I actually can act like a normal person. Hmm. I'm not just like this crazy screamer screamer. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think he did a good job. He did a really good job. But but I I also think I wouldn't call that a challenging performance by any means. No, he played a detective, which he has played a lot. Yeah, it could happen to you. Comes off the top of my head. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Um, there's plenty other ones. Where he's, he's played cops or detectives he's, of yeah, some kind. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the last thing I will say is I always like to look up interviews and especially when he stars with like female co- co-stars. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always curious like what they have to say about each other because after mm-hmm. the... Um, Kathleen Peggy's, Turner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. After Kathleen Turner incident, I'm like, okay, well, what do women have to say about Nicolas Cage? So I wanted to know what Vanessa Ann Hudgens, if Vanessa Ann Hudgens, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens had to say about Nicolas Cage. And unfortunately, I couldn't find the interview of them together because it seems that the uh, entertainmentweekly.com has taken it down. Oh. But they... I don't think like because of a scandal by any means. Just, it just said like it's no longer. Is, yeah. yeah, it's like it said like the the interview no longer exists in the cloud. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what it says. But here's the here's the title of this, and I'm so mad I didn't get to watch it. It says the Frozen Ground Stars take Entertainment Weekly's pop culture personality test. Oh Christ, we're getting into that era where 
that is considered promotions and marketing for a movie is like go on entertainment weekly and like take a which bowl of spaghetti test are you yeah exactly yeah like buzzfeed stuff (laughs) yeah 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 so it says this line of the line of questioning was slightly more upbeat when ew stopped by the junket to subject cage and hudgens to our pop culture personality test where they talk first concerts moments that made them cry and other pop culture obsessions and i'm so mad that I'm so mad I didn't get to watch that because uh, that, that sounds so interesting. That would have been great. Yeah. I would love to know what he has to say. Yeah. However, I did find an interview with him separate from Vanessa. Okay. Where he, it was funny because like they jumped back and forth. between. It, it was like a solo interview, but it was the same interviewer. Okay. So they jumped back and forth between mm-hmm. Vanessa and Nick. Mm-hmm. And then the interview was, was asking the same question. Gotcha. So... Vanessa was first and the interviewer asked her like about Alaska and about like the weather and all that. And she was like, you know, don't refuse any layers. One day we shot and it was under 31 degrees. With a under negative 31? Negative 31 degrees with like a below whatever yeah, something yeah. wind chill. And the interviewer asks Nick, what do you like have to say about Alaska? And this is what he says when asked about Alaska. Nick recounts a place that serves a, quote, divine hot chocolate, all different <laughs> types, but he couldn't come up with the name of it. Well, I get that. <laughs> I mean, you know. But that's what he took away from Alaska. Right. He's like, oh, Alaska. Oh, there was this place. <laughs> Great hot there, cocoa. Great divine. All different co- types. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know the name of it. And that's all. That's all he said about Alaska. <laughs> that's great. Hey, Vanessa Hudgens, what do you think of Alaska? Well, it was oh, really so cold. cold. <laughs> it was really cold. It was tough on set. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. You just got to layer up. Yep. Nick Cage, what do you think of Alaska? There was a hot cocoa place. It was good. <laughs> okay, next yep. question. <laughs> yep, that was it. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So that kind of made up for me not being able to watch the personality test. But I'm still really curious, you know, like what he answered was, uh, you know, his pop culture obsession and his mm. first concert well the world may never know somebody it's lost in the knows. cloud <laughs> somebody probably knows <laughs> the somewhere. interviewer yeah yeah they'll the image of nick cage answering those questions is burned into it, mm. that interviewer's mind for the rest of eternity <laughs> that's funny cool any other behind the scenes info you want to relay from nick cage that's all i got on the frozen ground 2013 no, sir. All right, so we're going to go into the movie, and usually I go Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene, but this movie's pretty fast-paced. Uh, it, it jumps pretty quickly between scene to scene to scene, and Nick Cage isn't in a not lot in a of them. Not in a bad way. No, not in, in a, a bad way, way at all. Yeah, makes the movie move, and I wasn't really bored at all. No, I, actually, there were moments where I think because of the way the movie was cut and maybe even the way it was scored and acted and directed, my heart was actually like pounding in some scenes. It we was both like, were like physically on the edge of our seat yeah it was really good this movie i can't stress that enough so i do highly recommend yeah, going to watch I, I really this movie this. if you have any interest it was on netflix at least here in yeah. the u.s so you can find it pretty easily i would go think to us vpn there you go netflix. <laughs> there you go you can do sponsored that sponsored by nordvpn <laughs> they are not a sponsor it is very important to clarify that we are not sponsored no, because no we, one has paid us we use a small sound bite in <laughs> the right, beginning yeah, against someone's enough. will but we can't use that My for bad. money against someone's will <laughs> we're holding yeah. her down we, we've got kesha <laughs> at gunpoint in the room she can't say a word Poor thing. every episode every episode she's just in our guest room where we record <laughs> what a strange image this has gotten weird anywho 
So the movie opens up, and as Hannah mentioned, there's a little sort of title crawl that that says, based on actual events, it has a Bible verse as well. I forget what it is. I wrote down Matthew 10, 16. Like, that would help me remember. (laughs) Yeah, I'm no help. But ultimately what happens is that we find Vanessa Hudgens in handcuffs. She's crying. She's clearly beaten up. She gets rescued by the cops, and Nick Cage gets called in, even though he's moving in two weeks from now. He's going to move to a, to a safer job, maybe somewhere else. His house is all in boxes. He gets called in for one last crime to, to help solve because he's clearly a really good detective. And we see that, how good a detective he is, in a great scene where he's in a stairwell with, I forget the guy's name. He's, he's, he's one of the guys from Veep. I don't know. If you watch Veep, you would recognize him. You probably know his name. There's probably people shouting at me his name right now. If you've seen both this movie and Veep, which is probably a very small (laughs) amount of people in the Venn diagram. I just painted. But um, so he's like the police chief or something. So he's talking to the police chief. And this is one of the scenes where Hannah says, like, he's probably this guy kind of guy. He's probably this kind of guy. This is the kind of guy that we're looking for. And Hannah mentions he's like an Alaskan Ben Gates. He is the guy from National Treasure because he's making but pretty like a strong detective. leaps. Yeah. As a detective, it works. Good traits to have and he's not making as big of leaps. He's like yeah. based based on the time of the murders and based on the time of the kidnapping of Vanessa Hudgens. You expect this person to have a job that gives him weird hours. That gives him weird hours um because of the way he leaves the evidence, he he might be a little arrogant, maybe someone who's well respected in the community. Yeah, very methodical this yeah. that the other thing. Yeah, so it's like so so you know, like yeah. yeah exactly when you're investigating a murder crime as a detective it makes sense to jump to specific conclusions like that and have those qualities doesn't make so much sense when you're hunting for um lost treasure the illuminati <laughs> yeah absolutely so nick cage he's trying to piece a few things together throughout this first sort of third of the movie where he's piecing together vanessa hudgens's story the uh, missing persons reports from the last 10 or so years. And he ultimately figures that it's got to be this John Cusack character who had been arrested and served time previously because he had gotten in an argument with a prostitute. And I don't know if prostitution was legal in Alaska in the 80s or if it still is. I'm not sure. I didn't look that up. No, that's all right. It's not really that important. So anyway, John Cusack is immediately on Nick Cage's radar. Well, it was something Hanson is is the actual murderer's name, not actor John Cusack. But yeah, Robert Hanson. Robert Hanson. Thank you. So there is a really important scene, I think, for the plot that comes up somewhat in in that first third of the movie, where Nick Cage meets one of the victim's sister at a diner, and the sister reveals that she always had her sister was always wearing a matching bracelet to hers. Uh, on the day that she was kidnapped or went missing, mm-hmm. so Nick Cage holds on to that bracelet. So that'll 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 come up later. There is a scene later where I just wrote the note. Nick Cage is he's talking to Vanessa Hudgens at at the precinct, and so we flash back to like what happened to Vanessa Hudgens or something. And I just wrote the words, "Yo, John Cusack is fucking terrifying. Yep. He's so good in this. We've yep. said it a couple times, but I really can't stress it enough." So and the glasses. I mean, every serial killer. He's got those creeper glasses. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like aviator style. Yeah, like but the big rims. Yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Nick Cage 
the first maybe cagey thing that he does is he ends up at like a judge's office trying to get a warrant for John Cusack. And it's that typical thing of like, you don't have the evidence. You don't have enough evidence. It's all just hearsay. It's like, mm-hmm. it's what a prostitute, it's a prostitute's word versus like the local baker. And so Nick Cage is loud talking at him. It's not quite a scream until ultimately Nick Cage uh, discovers that Vanessa Hudgens is trying to leave town at the airport. So her, her ID gets scanned or something. So he rushes over to the airport, finds her, brings her back home with him and says, I can, I can provide protection for you. And his wife is kind of like suddenly the worst about it. And she's like, I don't blame her. I don't know. Cause he's like, look, there's this serial rapist and murderer on the loose. Yeah, but and like she's the only it's loose a just, end. It's a slippery slope, though. Yeah, I know. It's but like, he's like, how many more murder cases is he going to take on, and then have to give shelter to some like teenage girls? Yeah, you know? but <laughs> but at this point in the movie, at least they're still planning on moving in two weeks. That's true. Leaving in two weeks yeah. for him to have a safer job where they won't have to do this kind of thing. Fair. And so the wife says something along the lines of like, she has to get out of our house. And, and then she and, overhears it. And again, to her credit, they have a little six-year-old girl at home yeah. as well. So like, I, I, I get that, you know, you gotta, you gotta it's look It's dangerous, out yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So as Vanessa Hudgens is in the house and sort of cleaning up, she overhears them arguing and she leaves. So this is where we get our first scream, which is just her character's name, Cindy. So Nick Cage, looking all around for Vanessa Hudgens, makes his way to a strip club that she was also working at, Vanessa Hudgens. And he starts interrogating some people at the strip club. And when he gets a little pushback, he screams the following. Oh, really? This one does have a clue. Come tomorrow, you're not going to know what to call him because I'm getting this whole shithole shut down. All right? So start packing. (laughs) Shut the shithole down. So, <laughs> you quoted something from Bad Lieutenant earlier, what was it? I quoted something from they're Bad dancing. Lieutenant. <laughs> I was like, their souls are still dancing. That was before we started this movie because it was one of those things where I was like, I know he's a detective and I don't know anything about this movie. What if it's like Bad Lieutenant where he's just like, their, their souls, souls are, are dancing. dancing. And he just starts laughing maniacally and then they zoom in on a lizard. Like, what if that was this? But it wasn't. No, thank God. Yeah. So Sorry, I know a lot of people really liked Bad Lieutenant and then got mad at us that we hated it. Unbelievable. That movie is <laughs> white hot garbage. It's so bad. It's too long. They zoom in on lizards. The, the actors just repeat themselves a million times. Remember, sup, 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 sup. <laughs> and whoa, 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 whoa. It's horrible. Nobody's giving any effort. <laughs> Who's in Back that? Back to the frozen. Someone, someone's in that. The 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 main gangster. Oh, it reminds right, yeah. me of who plays Vanessa Hudgens's pimp in this movie, who is actually Fifty Cent. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was all about, but hey, like Hannah goes way back with 50 Cent. She's like, hey, my old buddy. My boy. <laughs> he was pretty good in this. He, he had a really small role, but I was, I was, you know, sort of surprised to see him, I guess. I didn't know he acted that much. Oh, it's Exhibit. It's Exhibit. <laughs> it's another rapper from the 90s, early 2000s. That's who it was. Pimp My Ride. The Pimp My Ride guy. So anyhow, Vin- uh, uh, Nick Cage finds Vanessa Hudgens at the strip club and she's OD'd. And it was actually a really tense scene because John Cusack is also there unknowingly to everyone else. So you're kind of like, who's going to get to her first? Because right. John Cusack knows she's alive and he has to tie up loose ends. So he's going to kill her. And Nick Cage is trying to save her. Really great scene, I thought. Yeah. 
So Very suspenseful. Yeah, so Nick Cage ultimately stakes out John Cusack's house with uh, the guy from Breaking Bad, Dean something. Uh, he plays he plays the brother-in-law in Breaking Bad. Anyhow, so Nick Cage and this guy are staking out John Cusack's place, and he knows he's being staked out. Sorry, I still have... I just have the Google page for Bad Lieutenant up, and I forgot that Jennifer Coolidge was in that movie. Jennifer Coolidge was great in that movie. She was the best one. She was the only one who seemed like she gave a damn. I forgot. I I thought that was a different movie. Oh, no. That was the same long, boring-ass <laughs> movie. I turn that off, so I'm not distracted by it anymore. <laughs> That's right. We're almost actually through this entire movie. So yeah. John Cusack, knowing he's being followed, takes his plane up in the middle of a snowstorm and dumps a whole bunch of evidence there's a great scene like where, trinkets that he saved yes, from his um from his victims victims but what is that called like from like his, trophies almost yeah, like like yeah. little pieces of jewelry and and ticket stubs and stuff right, like that right. and some guns that he used to hunt these women because he knew that the bullets would show up and they, they can have the same rifling on them exactly yeah yeah so he threw that he went up in this in the snow even though you know it was weather conditions that nobody would ever go up so Nick Cage screams. He's gonna dump it all. Fuck! As he loves to scream his swear words, as we will soon find out in a Netflix series. Oh There's a God. great scene where Nick doesn't say anything, but he's just really moody on a bridge, feeling really. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Was it? Yeah, I don't know. I thought the filming of it was cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, real the nice overhead shot. Yeah. He does some more loud talking at the judge's office trying to get the uh, warrant where he does more profiling of the victim where, like Hannah said, he's probably got a stutter. He's probably got a really religious wife and a family and they don't know that he's doing this. Blah, blah, blah. All true. Mm-hmm. So then they finally br- were able to get the warrant, bring in John Cusack, and Nick Cage starts interrogating him. And with it's the so cagiest good. voice, he starts interrogating him. This and it's a great scene. so good. It's great. So John Cusack's amazing. Absolutely. He's so good in this. He's so transformed. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage screams a few things at John Cusack, such as... I believe them. Well, do you want to convict me on that? I want to find out who I'm talking to. I want to see if you have the guts to be honest with me. Yeah, I remember. I was going to say, I remember that he emphasized guts. Guts! (laughs) And... Fucking son of a bitch. Is there anything from her? The truck, the plane... That second one may have been in response to the crew at the house, at John Cusack's house. They 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 didn't didn't find anything. anything. So Nick Cage makes his way over to the house and he's like, we're going to search every square inch of this house. Then we're going to search it again and again because I know it's here. And also because after you get the one... you know, opportunity with the warrant to search, you don't get it again if you don't find something. Exactly. So they finally found a trap door in the garage, like in the attic of the garage, where John Cusack stored some guns. They also turned up a map that John Cusack had hidden under his mattress or behind his bed, they said, or something where John Cusack like seemed to like put X's on the map where he dumped the bodies. They noticed that it that it coincided. But before all of that they call Vanessa Hudgens and say, look, we've got him in custody. She's at the hospital because she OD'd. She's, they said, we're going to get you to a safe house. You just stay put. And she's like, well, I need to go get my things. And she up and leaves to go get her things. And Passes I have a fe- by security. Yeah, I have a feeling this only happened be- to make it dramatic. For the movie. Because yeah, I would say who so. in their right mind no, I don't know. would leave to go get their quote unquote things? What things do she you She didn't have? have anything. Especially because they didn't establish something early in the movie like, Oh, I have my mother's locket that I need to go get. Right. You know, they or didn't establish home. that. Or a home. She's living in a motel. Yeah. Yeah. 
So as she makes her way to the motel, who jumps her but one of John Cusack's bros, who we recognize he has a small part in the office, but he's also, he's like the big guard in some of the mid-seasons of Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a good he's character a huge, actor. Huge man. He's got to be like 6'10". At because least. Because <laughs> Nick Cage is 6'3", and this guy towers over Nick yeah, Cage. Yeah, he's a big, big boy. Yeah, so he beats up and shoots 50 Cent and then captures Vanessa Hudgens. Nick Cage runs after the two of them, and Nick Cage screams. Drop the gun! Drop the gun! Drop it! Street Troopers, drop the gun now! Now! Just really good screams. They get Vanessa Hudgens. They go back to the precinct. They're still interrogating John Cusack. They show him the map, and then Nick Cage smartly brings the bracelet that he's got in his pocket out, mm-hmm. puts it on the table and says, We found this. We found this. this even is, though they didn't. Even though they didn't. And then Vanessa Hudgens shows her face, and John Cusack knows he's fucked, and he screams, I should have killed you when I had the chance. Yeah. And they got it him. It incriminates himself. And the credits roll, and they tell us everything about the real story that yep. Hannah said earlier. The movie said that he killed 17 and raped 30 more, or maybe vice versa. So yeah, maybe was... since the movie came out, they had oh, yeah. they had discovered more bodies, or he admitted to more or something. But yeah, yeah he got... Uh, 30 rapes, 21 plus murdered. Okay, so maybe I have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 30 rapes I have as well. And I have 17 killed, and 11 bodies found. Of the 17, at least according to the movie. And he was doing 461 years in prison. And Vanessa Hudgens' character is, uh, she's living in the lower 48. She's got three kids. And they said, I mean, they made it seem at least like she's doing well. Yeah. But also when they played the, the, they played them. What is that? Is that an area in Alaska? No, the lower 48 is in the 48 states that are not Alaska and Hawaii. Oh, understood. Yeah. So they also maybe... One of the worst parts of this movie. Like I said, this is a really great movie. But when they're showing the victims, they play like this sort of poppy alternative song. I did not understand that. No, me neither. It was like a real moody... Like, I don't know. I don't understand why they didn't just score it with some like sad music. Underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, why play like Jimmy bit... Eat World in the middle? Yeah, it like... felt like disrespectful almost. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean, unless it might have been an original song or something. I don't oh. know. But and then they're like, well, we commissioned this original song. I guess we have to put it in Not here. Not by uh... Not by us or Mix a Lot. <laughs> or his son. <laughs> or Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Yeah, or the movie. <laughs> so anyway, that's the movie, and like I said, it was a really, really good movie. I thought so. Any other? I enjoyed it. Closing thoughts, Anne, before we get on. No, some I mean, we. I know we talked about how good John Cusack was, but I also have to give Vanessa Hudgens some props because yeah. she was pretty incredible. Yeah, and she's coming off the back of uh, Spring Breakers, yes, which yes, I didn't yes. really care for. I thought it was kind of a stupid it's movie. It's pretty hokey. It's pretty hokey. And so, and, you know, before that, she didn't really have any large roles that were outside of, like, the family movie realm. Right. She, um, like I said, I think it was around the same time she was in another movie that I've seen. But, yeah, she was great, too. Especially that opening scene of her where she's crying and in handcuffs and she had just escaped the 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 murderer and yeah. she gets embraced by the by the cop. It was It was a really powerful scene, I thought. And it was all because of her. Gimme Shelter. Gimme Shelter. Okay. I'd heard of it. I've never play, seen it. Plays like a troubled teen. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Also very good. Great movie though, all around. So shall we get into some Nick Cage Awards? Let's do it. Okay. First is Best Supporting Actor. This is a tough one because John Cusack, Vanessa Hudgens were all really good. 50 Cent was kind of a surprise even though he was in a small role. But I think 
I have a feeling you're going to give it to... I think it's John Cusack. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy one. Cusack was great. Uh, best dressed. He doesn't really... Nick Cage doesn't really wear anything no, spectacular. he's just wearing his uniform. And he's a detective, so he wears a suit. Oh, you know? is, there's one scene where... He goes undercover and the guy says, you look like a middle school teacher now. That's true. You look like a, a pervy, like eighth grade teacher. Yeah, yeah, we can give it to that. Okay. It's just a, whatever, a button up shirt, no tie. And... Yeah, in like a leather jacket because yeah. the, the undercover guy from Vice is like, here, put this on so from you look Beep. a little better. No, I, like from the Vice department oh, of, yeah. of the force. Yeah. So, okay. I like that. It's for a best dress. I forgot about that. Uh, worst Nick Cage scene. Anything that stands out as a bad scene? Like, what was that? No, I wouldn't say anything was a bad scene. They were all pretty good. They were either good or, like, nothing. There were some scenes that I clearly glossed over that were really short. Like, he's at his house for a moment putting some things together, and then he's gone. (laughs) Like Maybe the scene between him and his wife arguing about... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was he acted it well, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those throwaway scenes kind of Mm -hmm. okay uh best nick cage scene that's a tougher one because there are a lot of great scenes i mean i've really i'm torn between the interrogation and the scene where he runs to the club and finds her um, Mm. unconscious and he interrogates the the other people at the strip club and i will shut the shit all down yeah that's good I think I'll give it to the interrogation. Interrogation though. was great. It's really yeah. good. Uh, let's see here. What do we got next? Because got... he carried that scene. I mean, mm, well, John Cusack supported it well, but mm-hmm. I think Nick carried it. Yeah. Uh, so that leads us to the best Nick Cage scream. I've agreed with you so far on everything. <sighs> Shut the shithole down is a good scream. It is. Um, I want to see if you have the fucking guts or guts, the guts. Guts is good. Drop the gun. Mm-hmm. he that's, screams that's it a bunch normal. of times like drop the gun drop the gun yeah but you're right that is sort of a justified scream yeah i think the only one that well some of the ones in the interrogation say son of a bitch right. or something fucking son of a bitch. yeah it says fucking son of a bitch i like guts i think guts is a good one guts is a good one because that was the only one that you and i reacted to yeah yeah we looked at, and each, then we other looked and at each other and we're like hey <laughs> there it is. There it is. And then finally, the nouveau most shamanic. nouveau shamanic moment. He really wasn't nouveau. He played this pretty straight ahead, as yeah. I think you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I have a few things highlighted, and it's really just his cagey voice mm-hmm. um, and the fact that he's a cop version of National Treasure. Yeah. And his moodiness on the bridge, but really. Ooh, moody on the bridge. Yeah, you like that? It's not. I mean, it's that not, wasn't his choice. That no, was the director's Yeah, that's choice, true. That's true. Most likely. How about the... F- no, it's... The most nouveau shamanic thing is that he was like, oh, <laughs> playing a serial killer is too, like, yeah. up my alley. Yeah. I need to challenge my sh- myself. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that he thinks that playing a serial killer would be more natural for him is pretty nouveau shamanic. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's funny. All right. So that's going to just about do it for the Nick Cage Awards. I think we can end it there. But we do have one major thing we have to accomplish first, and that is where are we ranking this one? So He's let me... not super cagey. 
No, let me tell you what this reminded me a lot of. But I like the movie. Was 8mm. Yeah, I could see that. 8mm is currently at number 25. The snuff film. Yes, where he, again, plays a detective. Yeah. Yeah, I, I <laughs> or agree. Or a private investigator. Also, In terms of tone. Yeah, yeah. Also, one more thing I forgot to mention. This mm-hmm. is the second time Nicolas Cage has worked with John Cusack. Oh, yeah. And they, they flip roles. They are uh, main, both main characters who don't meet until the end of the movie. And the first one being Con Air. They're, they flip roles, too. And they do flip roles, right. Yeah, yeah. One's the... The criminal. One's the criminal. One's the authoritative figure. Detective, you can just call like it is. Yeah, well, I think um, John Cusack worked for the FBI or something oh, in, the, okay. in Con Air. Officer. <laughs> Officer of the Officer law. Officer of the law. I think so, higher than 8 millimeter. Do you want me to go straight up from there? Or do you want to or make a big jump? Or whatever it was called. 8 um, millimeter. Yeah. Above that is Drive Angry. which is great and cagey we've got a lot of really great ones i don't want to put it above drive angry i'll put it right below drive angry so eight millimeter and then below eight millimeter is honeymoon in vegas yeah above that so like between drive angry and eight millimeter okay so that would put it at number 25 there are some i think that's amazing movies in our top 25 some incredibly cagey some really good movies we should do Just, a, a recap um, now because it's twenty. It's the end of the year. A year in review. A year in review. <laughs> I we totally thought of that before this we, very second. Yeah. We planned this. All right, let's go through. Do you want to go one to sixty six or no, okay. sixty six? Sixty six to one. To okay. One. Tis the season to talk about number. Well, actually, now sixty seven, <laughs> and that is a Christmas Carol. For fuck's sake. Just so this is our bottom five still, of course. Just above that, Industrial Symphony number one, The Dream of the Broken Hearted. Uh, Time to Kill is above that. Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Oh God, these are such stinkers. <laughs> the Boy in Blue at number 63. You hate and that one. That is our bottom five. I also hate Amos and Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that movie sucked. Then we've got a few animated movies. We've got The Ant Bully and Astro Boy. Oof. Then we've got Bringing Out the Dead, yeah. City of Angels, which was a oh, whole lot of nothing. No. Season of the Witch, oh, ooh, which ooh. was fine. It I think. wasn't good. Same with Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, which comes oh, next. Pretty bad. Pretty then bad. Zandali, which I had fun with. Zandali was fun. Then the Cotton Candy Taco of It Could Happen to You. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the movie's just so cheesy and nice. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, then above uh, it could happen to you at number what are we at number 53 is seeking justice then trespass i feel like two back-to-back movies where you just go what what were those movies i don't remember those (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) then here's one i know you'll remember that's wild at heart goodness me then bad lieutenant port of call new orleans just talked about that one yep firebirds Ooh. that horrible movie Ooh. rumblefish mumblefish an early one his fourth movie then one of our cult classic favorites which is never on tuesday (laughs) we're getting into the air the area of nick cage not really being in the movies because then we've got fast times at ridgemont high Mm -hmm. and grindhouse Mm -hmm. then we've got peggy sue got married one of our most popular episodes get out of here the cotton club above that Mm-hmm. Guarding Tess, another stinker. Shit. Why is that so high? <laughs> I think he's kind of cagey in it. Yeah. Uh, G- yeah, I guess we should uh, let's um, level set here. It, yeah. It, the ranking, the how high or low these movies are has nothing to do with how good the movie is. It has everything to do with yes how we feel at the time. Yeah. And how 
true to himself nick cage's performances in the agreed. film agreed it's it's i would say almost a 50 50 split between enjoyability of the movie mm-hmm. and caginess yeah, of yeah, the movie yeah, that's yeah. how we rank these so right. not whether proceed. they're high quality proceed here we go above guarding tests at number 41 we've got g-force Ooh. yeah <laughs> then the pig, sorcerer's the apprentice oh god that was then yeah. Stolen, we just watched recently, and I don't remember a lot taken. of that. It was essentially taken. Moonstruck above that. Oh, I lost mm-hmm. my hand. Good one, good one. Sunny above that, where he's not oh, really yeah. in much. His directorial debut. Yep. James it, Franco. Oh, yes. Then we've got Trapped in Paradise, another Christmas movie. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Then Valley Girl, his mm-hmm. third movie. Mm-hmm. Above that, Knowing the Caves Won't oh, Save my You. <laughs> Great movie. No, not a good movie. No, it's bad. <laughs> then Wind Talkers above that one. That one was genuinely good. That was a decent movie. Mm-hmm. Then Bangkok Dangerous, which was also a silly one. enjoyable. Uh, above Bangkok Dangerous at number thirty-one, we've got Lord of War. Then we've I got. Don't remember that? Was that the arms dealer? That was the one? arms dealer. Okay. Yeah. Then we've got just above that was last week's movie, The Crudes. Wow. Family film. Snake Eyes at number 29. <laughs> I liked Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes was great. Birdie, I thought was a great movie <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, that was really We're getting well into done. some good movies here. Mm-hmm. Honeymoon in Vegas, I didn't like, but you thought it was cute. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. It set women back <laughs> a ways. Probably a, f- a few years. Uh, Eight Millimeter, we just talked about. Yeah, good film. This which, one here. Then this one here. Then Drive Angry at number 24, mm-hmm. which is Very so enjoyable. much fun. And Very this is, enjoyable. like I said, this is where we get into the good ones. Drive Angry. forward to it. So Listen to this. The, we're 25, right? Yeah, this is 25 that we just watched. So okay. Drive Angry is 24. Gone in 60 Seconds, 23. Next, 22. Mm. Matchstick Men, 21. The Rock, 20. Uh, Red Rock West, number 19. Ooh. World Trade Center, number 18. Con Air, number 17. Mm-hmm. Kiss of Death, number 16. Raising Arizona, number 15. Best of Times, number 14. One of my favorites. Racing with the Moon, number 13. Wow. That's probably too that high. it's so high. Yeah, it's because it was an early leader for yeah, a while. Yeah, uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets, number 12. Oh, <laughs> Ghost Rider, number 11. Okay, now we're in the top 10. Now number 10, <laughs> Kick-Ass. Whoa. The Family Man. Yeah. Quintessential Christmas movie so for good. Nick Cage. The Weatherman, one of my favorites. Oh, so enjoyable. Adaptation, another mm, one of my favorites. Fantastic. Face Off within the Golden Cage. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. It's funny that Face Off and Con Air have become so far from each other now. I feel like we had them closely ranked for a while. Con Air then... was back in the... I know, it was down there. I, wow, I don't know wild. exactly where... We... Oh, here it is. It was number 17. Okay, so okay. it's not. they're no not problem. too far away, actually. Now we're in the top five. Wow. Number five. Let's hear it. The Wicker Man. Oh, what a great wow, movie wow. so enjoyable number four Except not listen to this this listen to this transition <laughs> five wait. the wicker man four leaving las vegas yeah, the saddest <laughs> movie you've ever seen so sad crazy sad but so good number three national treasure let's go baby number two deadfall uh-huh and, and number, number one, one vampire's, vampire's kiss. kiss it's still <laughs> I don't know how. You can't beat it. How can you beat that? You cannot beat it. Like I'm trying to think of any type of possible movie. That if you could ever, it. if you ever look up a compilation of Nicolas Cage screaming on YouTube, I would venture to guess that 75 percent of the clips of the scenes are from Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, there is nothing cagier 
yeah. than Vampire's Kiss. And Deadfall isn't number oh. one because he's not the star. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that movie. That movie is, is so... so horribly made. But it's so enjoyable. So amazing. Incredible. Wow. So we did it. So a that's our 67 to number one, A Year in Review. I mean, I mean we didn't watch these movies no, all in 2020. We started in August of 2019. Damn. So year and a half. Yeah. Just about. Almost. It's crazy. So next week. Thanks for sticking by us, guys. I know, right? Thanks, guys. Love our fans. Next week, we're watching a movie simply titled Joe. I don't really know anything about it. He was really passionate about this project. Was he? Oh, so like in your research, you've seen yeah. stuff about this movie. I've seen him talk about it in a few interviews that were not about Joe. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's pretty highly rated. I just looked it up here on Rotten Tomatoes. It's 85. So hopefully it's a good movie. Looking forward to it. We shall find out. It's not going to be Vampire's Kiss or Deadfall or anything, but maybe it'll crack the top 25. It seems like that's really the place to be. If you're a Nick Cage movie at this point, our top 25 is great. Yeah, it it's going to be hard, I think, for a lot of just just knowing what we have to sit through for the next <laughs> for the next year, year or so. Yeah, it's going to be really difficult to rank yeah. these unless they're so cagey that they deserve to be up there. But I like, mean, I highly doubt that any of these movies are going to be like a good quality like adaptation in order to justify mm, making it into our top twenty five. Yeah, I mean, Mom and Dad might be fun, right? But we'll yeah, see. in order to beat something like Leaving Las Vegas, it it's would have be to really, be. He so would need cagey. an Academy Award for it. Yeah, like you can't. We can't rank anything above that because of the Academy Award. Like I feel like the top five is solidified. Hmm. I don't know. It has we'll find to out. be. We'll see. You never no know. Way. There could be a hidden gem in there. No way. There's not going to be another national treasure. No, well, you never know. You never know. I do know. I know never, what's coming. Never say I'm never. going to say right now that our top five is done. No. You rank this, Ed. You've got to give a little teaser for the no audience. Way. They need to know what it's in my mindset. But they need that- to know what they're getting into. But who ca- I don't want them to get their hopes up that we're going to rank one of their favorite movies in our top five because it's just not going to fucking happen. Oh, so you could just turn off our podcast three quarters of the way through. What do you mean? Because you know that the top five is never going to change. Listen to us rank the difference between 25 and 26. <laughs> <laughs> our top five may change. So you're change. telling me that I'm I'm t- I'm turning our listeners you're away. You're turning our listeners away. All right, then I I change my entire viewpoint <laughs> on this matter. Whatever you guys want is what I will do, and we're doing this entirely for you. This is not for me at all. This is more for Steve than it is for me anyway. What a sellout! I don't want to be here. I'm what what an absolute sellout! Did you hear that? Christ, we should end it there. I thought this was going to be a quick podcast, and then we did this rundown. And here we are. Well, it's the end of 2020. I think that's that, true. That's I think true. that this was a necessity. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well. Um, for the last time in 2020. For the last time. Not ever. No, but in, in this year. Yes. Happy New Year. Yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. Be smart. Yes. Don't get COVID. Please. Don't give COVID. Oh, my God. And now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Now, freak out.